I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness, episode number 46. Today, it's all about mind-wandering stress that could lead to unnecessary medication. So stay tuned for this life-changing episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Welcome, everyone, to another amazing episode of Life-Changing Wellness. And before we begin, if you could just do me a favor, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today, rate and review the show for me. And I encourage you to look up my show page right here on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. So I thank you for that. Well, my guest today is David Foreman, a registered pharmacist, author, and media personality known across America as the herbal pharmacist, well-versed in the healing powers of herbs, vitamins, and other natural supplements and how they interact with pharmaceutical drugs, David's career as a registered pharmacist gives him the foundation to now impart his expertise in physiology, pharmacology, and integrative medicine to educate consumers on cutting-edge approaches to natural health and healing. His shift from traditional pharmacist to herbal pharmacist was based on his belief that education is the key to understanding that natural health plays a vital role in mainstream medicine, and he has dedicated his entire career to educating consumers about the benefits and power behind natural herbs, supplements, and functional foods. David Foreman is a graduate of the University of South Carolina College of Pharmacy, currently serves on Organic and Natural Health Association's Scientific Advisory Board, and is the author of Four Pillars of Health, heart disease. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the herbal pharmacist himself, the David Foreman. Welcome to the show. Uh, oh, thanks for having me. And you know, with that like snazzy intro there, I felt like there should be like an applause machine in the background. I think so. <laughs> One of these days we'll do this with a live audience and they'll all be clapping and giving you a standing <laughs> O. How about that? Yeah. Well, no, I think, you know, it's funny. I think that uh, the two of us, together on the same program is sort of like mixing a hurricane and a tornado together because you've got such powerful energy and and your knowledge is far reaching and sometimes I feel like I've got that same burn so uh, I, I'm going to warn people listening today that this could be a firestorm just saying <laughs> I, I, I believe I think we're going to get the ground shaking uh, today so right David well I'm excited about this topic because so many people are on medications for anxiety stress and depression and and I love the title you know mind wondering so let me ask you this is mind wondering a health problem it definitely is. Um, a, uh, a large study uh, done by Harvard uh, found that our, our minds tend to wander at least half of the time. It's actually more than half the time. And, and of that, that time frame, the great majority of that mind wandering was on, on negative things. And, you know, and <laughs> I always say no pun intended, but now it's actually pun intended if you think about it. Um, that's the pun there. If you think about it, your mind isn't wandering right now, people. Um, what, when your mind's wandering, it means you're thinking about something else. And if we take a step back and take a look at ourselves and think about what are those things that our minds are wandering about while we're sitting at our desk at work or we're, uh, you know, in traffic, you know, driving your car or just sitting on the sofa at night 
flipping through the channels, those those mind-wandering thoughts are usually some form of stress or stressful thing, like you're concerned about your finances, you're concerned about your marriage, you're concerned about your children, you're concerned about your aging parents. I think another way to look at this negative mind-wandering topic is maybe to call it worrying. And, you know, worry and my negative mind-wandering, I feel like we can just all boil it right on down to one thing. I'm just going to call it stress. We live high-stress lifestyles, not necessarily by choice for most of us, but that plays a huge role and a, takes a big toll on many different aspects of our health. Well, let me ask you something. What kind of health problems can actually develop from worry-based thoughts? Well, some of these, I think, will, will resonate with people and some won't. So let, let's let's open that can of worms up right here. Um, digest, digestive disorders. Uh, people often, you know, uh, maybe like an irritable, irritable bowel type of situation or um, heartburn, acid reflux, um, headaches, muscle tension in the shoulders and neck, um, short-term memory loss. Um, probably the biggest most compelling, scary one, I think, for people is it's a major contributing factor for uh, for heart disease and heart attacks. Um, if you're under stress for a long period of time, it, it weakens your immune system. You may you may be, be that person who seems to catch everything that goes around. That could be because you're under a lot of stress. And, and you know, I, I, I feel like, um, you know, if you stay under that kind of stress and that worryish kind of thought process over a long enough period of time, it can eventually lead to other mental health problems like depression. Um, I think the one that we all probably notice, though, because some sometimes we don't notice or really correlate stress and stressful thinking to digestion and heart disease and things. But um, one of my favorite things to people is, you know, um, is you have too many trains on the track, meaning you have too many thoughts going on in your head, and that's why you have trouble remembering things or staying focused. So I think that's the one that we can all probably go, oh, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. I've got too many things going on in my head. Science is now showing me they're, they're probably worry-based thoughts and they're not good. And um, and so we have trouble concentrating and focusing. And, and, you know, I'm in my 50s. I don't know how old you are, Dr. Bond, but, you know, I'm in my 50s. And, you know, one of the biggest concerns I'm seeing, not just for myself, but for other people that are probably, you know, 40 and over, is we're worried about losing our mind, <laughs> you know? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, had more ways and, than one. Just, <laughs> yeah, to, to, to high five to you over the air on that one, man. I'll tell you, but uh, <laughs> but you know, I think that's probably one of the biggest concerns that I think a lot of people have is you know we don't want to, you know, we how many times have you like you know gone looking for your car keys and you set them in the same spot and you can't find them or for me it's my cell phone. Oh my god! Oh I my can't gosh. remember how many times I've told people tell people to call me and then I'm like, oh, don't, don't even bother if I'm silent, you know? <laughs> well, exactly. Well, well, you know, the thing is, is I've read where the brain can handle uh, multitasking in only two things at one time. But once you add a third, then we start becoming very distracted. Uh, we, in a way, induce our own form of ADD into our brain and into our body and we have a hard time focusing. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head here. Smartphones have become the biggest evil in our society of possibly causing undue worry and stress. People feel like they have to be in touch uh, every second of the day, but they don't know what they're supposed to be in touch about or with or who. And we're seeing a lot of stress, anxiety and worry come from a lot of tech 
which if we just lay it aside, it's funny. I just read an article the other day where Simon Cowell literally has put his cell phone down, has not touched it or answered it in 10 months. And he said he finally got his mental health back just simply by leaving it alone. And of course, of course, he has assistants and publicists to take care of all those things. And uh, but I can see where we need to kind of go back to the old school way. But let me ask you this, because well, we live in. I the, agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go. I'm sorry, David. No, I but, uh, I, no, 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 it's cool. I, I was just going to say, I agree completely. And, you know, I, um, I, I encourage people on the weekends to take, uh, take a media break, you know, and it's funny because the first day it's like, it's like giving up drugs. I think, you know, like it's addicting and you're like <laughs> wanting is. to reach for your, your tablet, your laptop or your phone. And, uh, but by the second day, you're like, wow, this is pretty cool. And then by Monday, you know, rolls around, and you're like, oh man, I got to fix up my phone again. <laughs> oh, exactly. Well, let me ask you this because this is one, probably one of my biggest medical pet peeves. And I know you're the guy to answer this. Why are antidepressant medications being prescribed for things like anxiety, sleep, and increased mental focus? Well, to be honest with you, I think the number one reason is that people, Yes, you and I, well, not you and I, because we're against it, but, but, but people are actually requesting it. Um, I, I feel like in modern medicine now, so antidepressants, you know, really are for depression. Um, there, there's an, there was an interesting article. I, um, well, I say it's interesting because I wrote it, right? Um, <laughs> but I, I wrote this article recently. I, I know, right? That was pretty yeah. conceited, but hey, I'll live with That's that all right. one. Um, I'll, I'll worry about that one later. Ha ha. Um, yeah. But no, there was a, you know, I wrote this article on, uh, it was uh, a couple weeks ago, it was National Anxiety and Depression Awareness Week, and I found that there was like a, 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 a correlation between depression and anxiety. In other words, people who suffered from depression were more likely to have anxiety, and people who had chronic anxiety were more likely to become depressed. And, um, and so, you know, I feel like there's been prescribing outside the, you know, outside the box, so to speak, by physicians using antidepressants as, quote, anti-anxiety meds. Some of the antidepressants that are prescribed actually do cause some drowsiness, so that's why they might use them for sleep as well. Um, but I really feel like the number one reason we are seeing, you know, like one out of nine Americans has taken an antidepressant in the last 30 days is because people are asking for them. They They think they're going to be better off taking them. Instead of really, and what I like to teach people to do is to dig to the root of why you have what you have. So if you're, if you're feeling anxious or quote stressed out, deal with that directly. You know, look at, there's a lot of different things that we can do, um, holistically that wouldn't involve you having to take a prescription medication. But I feel like they're just, that the number one reason again is just that people are asking for them because they think they're going to be better. There's so much advertising on TV for antidepressants. And I feel like people only hear what they want to instead of the full message that goes behind what it entails to have to take an antidepressant and then all the possible side effects that you're probably going to develop by, by taking them. Well, I, I agree. And it actually goes back to the, the first question because when we realize that we're under a lot of stress and anxiety, and people think that they need an antidepressant, they're actually dealing with worry like you first stated. So if we get rid of the worry or we focus on the root of where it's actually coming from, then we're going to find out we're not actually depressed. I mean, worry and depression are not the same thing. 
And a lot of you exactly. know, say, yeah, and a lot of you know the old saying is ninety percent of the things that we worry about never happen. And a lot of people <clears throat> kind of need to take hold of that because a lot of times we are playing our own mental mind games about things that are never coming to pass. And we worry about those things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are things to truly worry about, but, uh, you know, you tackle those things as they come. But, you know, antidepressants to me cause more harm than good because most of the people on today's antidepressants are not technically depressed. They're just like you said, they're stressed no, out. They're, they have anxiety and worry. That's all it is. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and in all honesty, whether it's natural or not natural, you know, uh, in pill form or liquid form or whatever, um, there is no pill that's going to erase your thoughts, you know, like, so there are, there are definitely supplements and, and even, you know, medications that will help your body in it, you know, feel more relaxed or calm or adapt to stress and things like that. But at the end of the day, there's, there's no one pill that's going to erase those thoughts and worries at all there's just ways to make you feel better while you learn to modify that like one of my favorite things to do when i have a concern is that uh i'll kind of go and i'm a i'm a prayer kind of guy you can call it meditation if you want to but i'm a prayer kind of guy i I don't i don't uh, hide that fact i know who to i know who to call on when i need yeah we need that help every morning yeah (laughs) so so what I'll do is, I'll, you know, I'll focus on, uh, if, as part of my prayer, I'll focus on things that I'm thankful or grateful for. So that puts your mindset back into, or, you know, uh, you know, or, or I'll pray and like, you know, cast my cares on him, you know, Amen. instead of me worrying about it or whatever. I mean, there's certain things that I, I do, but, you know, but there's also supplements that I take, you know, herbal extracts and things like that, that I take to help my body, you know, calm down or feel more relaxed or adapt to that stressor. Um, but again, nothing's going to erase those thoughts. And that's where counseling, prayer, meditation, and other modalities come into to play as well. Well, let's do this. Let's, let's take all of the listeners into our wheelhouse of the herbal compounds and nutrients that can definitely help improve relaxation, relieving stress, and even give us a little bit of focus. What are some of your favorites? Okay, so I'm going to, I've got three, uh, I, I, I like to say I'm taking people on a trip around the world, so if a picture's worth a thousand words, well, my two thousand words is going to be a really big picture right now. Um, so we're going to start in, uh, our trip around the world in the Southern Hemisphere in South Africa. Uh, there's an herb that's been used for hundreds of years by, um, an indigenous tribe called the San people or the San tribe, S-A-N. Um, Again, for hundreds of years, they've been using this very specific South African succulent. They would actually chew on the the leaves of the succulent, and it helped them stay calm, focused, relaxed. Um, they, a lot of times, they would use it on hunting missions and things like that. Well, now you know, in the last fifty to seventy years, they we in modern medicine have you know kind of observed what was going on with this tribe, and now we can find an extract. That comes from this very specific succulent, uh, of it, and the, the extracts available in health stores and pharmacies. It's called Zembrin, Z-E-M-B-R-I-N, Z-E-M as in Michael, B as in boy, R-I-N as in Nancy Zembrin. So Zembrin is, uh, 
scientific has five human clinical trials um, that show just a small 25 milligram dose taken in the morning will help you uh, stay calm and relaxed. Um, it works within two hours. MRI studies show that within taking Zembrin uh, within two hours, uh, it actually positively affects the stress center of your brain, um, wow. which I think is pretty compelling. Oftentimes, things in natural health don't work within two hours. So it small dose, it works fast. Um, it actually helps you stay calm and relaxed um, without drowsiness. A lot of things that calm you down make you drowsy. Uh, this will not do that. And the other cool part of this is that Zembra not only helps you stay calm and relaxed, but it also improves your ability to focus and concentrate. So that's Zembrin. Well, how does that? Stuff. I well, started taking. Yeah, go, sorry, right, well, David, well, David, let me ask you this. How does that one compare to those that have been taking things like theanine? Um, it, it works completely different. So that, you know, that uh, theanine is, uh, in, it's another one of those, it's actually another one of my favorites in my wheelhouse, you know, which is cool that you brought it up. Um, you know, I'm not a, as a, I mean, I know there are clinical trials done on that, um, but I, I'm, I'm unaware of it actually being showing that it helps also improve my concentration and focus. It definitely has that, that calming effect for people. Um, but it wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call it a two for one, you know, like yeah. uh, helping improve my focus and concentration. Now I understand so, another uh, one you like is rhodiola. Yeah, so uh, we went from the southern part of the southern hemisphere, and now we're going to go to the northern part of the northern hemisphere and talk about uh, something that comes from Siberia. Uh, the herb is called rhodiola, R-H-O-D-I-O-L-A. Rhodiola, if you think about the, it's, again, another uh, herb that's been used by the indigenous people of that area for hundreds of years, and now we have science showing that, you know, how it works and why it works and and how much to take to make it work and all that stuff. And if you think about the environment in Siberia, you know, it's a very harsh environment. So it's not only physically demanding, but it's also um, emotionally slash, slash uh, psychologically demanding. Living in that type of environment just takes its toll on the body. And the way rhodiola works is it helps the body adapt to both physical and emotional stressors. So those changes that happen I like analogy, so it's like a seesaw, and if you think uh, or or a old school balance that had you know you had the, the tray on one side and a tray on the other, and you put what you're going to weigh on the one side, and the, the 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 tray that didn't have the weights in went out of balance and it went up, and you had to keep adding weights to it until it got back into balance. And well, rhodiola sort of works with the body in that same mechanism. It helps the body adapt to those things and kind of get it back into balance. And so when you are exposed to something maybe a little bit more extreme um and in in the case of stress it could be a physical stress so if you were you know had a hardcore workout and you wanted your body to recover more quickly or not lose the energy rhodiola would be a great thing to do or if you're like me and i went through a horrific you know episode five six years ago rhodiola was part of my supplement program back then to kind of just help keep me in balance so i didn't tip out of balance as much as i normally would so uh, again, rhodiol, good for like sustained energy, physical performance, um, and just an increased capacity to handle your stress and support your overall mood. Yeah, I have, it's one of my favorite herbs. And uh, for anyone out there, listen, for all of you out there listening, rhodiola should be in your herbal medicine chest 
every single day. And and David, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, yep. that is something that we can actually take on a daily basis just for general health, correct? Yeah, actually, um, so rhodio, there's, I take a couple of adaptogens, which rhodiola is one of. Um, you know, there's many different adaptogens out there, but I can tell you that for years I've been taking rhodiola and reishi is another one I like to use. Works a lot differently. It's not quite as adaptogen. But yeah, rhodiola is definitely one of those things that, you know, for me, I use it because um, my my super active life and lifestyle, I would um, I would be more susceptible to not feeling well, getting sick or whatever. And so I've been using rhodiola um, for years now to help support my body so that that chronic under stress component doesn't bot doesn't you know uh, lower my immune system. So that's why I use it, and I do work out. You know, you fit guy as well. You know, when we work out like that, that's another form of stress people don't think about. And so, um, yeah, definitely one of those things you should take every day. Well, good. Now, let me ask you this. I understand that there's a a third trip you're going to take us on. So what's the next herb? <laughs> all right. I, I know we're going to run out of time, so I'm going to do this. No, you're quick. good. So you're now good. we're going to kind of, All right, cool. So we're going to go around the equator. Um, and we're, I'm going to stop. We can either go to Polynesia, but I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to focus on a southern part of Mexico. Um, the, uh, the Aztecs were known to use, um, an herb called passion flower and the Aztecs haven't been around for a long time. So you could think this goes way back. They used to use, um, uh, the herb passion flower for insomnia, um, or just the, like the super anxious moments. And, um, the difference between passion flower and the other two that I mentioned is passion flower will actually make you drowsy where, Zembran and Rhodiola don't have that drowsy effect. Um, passion flower will cause drowsiness. So for me, it's one of those things to help people that maybe have uh, issues falling asleep because their minds, you know, kind of stressing out about things um, because it will make you drowsy. Sometimes I'll associate it with, you know, people go to, you know, at, they're at work all day. And then what do they do when they come home? They usually have a cocktail of some sort, a beer, a glass of wine, you know, mixed drink or whatever, you know, to kind of help pump the brakes on the body well of course alcohol causes drowsiness and actually will impede your ability to concentrate and focus so um but it will help you sleep so you know passion flower is one of those things that i'll I'll sometimes recommend for people that you know it's more for the sleep component than to help just you know knock that stress out it definitely will help you calm down but i love passion flower drowsy from it yeah, I love passion flower. And to tell you the truth, for all of you out there that are really into herbs like we are, and I know a lot of you may have tried valerian root for sleep, and but you don't like the hangover. Uh, passion flower to me is a fantastic alternative because I know if I take it for sleep, I don't get the hangover the next morning. How about you, David? I agree. I, I feel like it. Um, I feel like the effect kind of wears off much quicker. It's a really awesome, I feel like it's an awesome herb for those people that have trouble falling asleep. So I'll have people take it 30 to 45 minutes before they plan to go to bed. Now, I know there's people listening right now and they're like, dude, I don't know when I'm going to bed. <laughs> well, who cares? You know, like, so, so let's, let's, let's say one night you go to bed at 10 and one night you go to bed at 1130. Well, if, if you're like all over the map, then take it at 930 and, you know, the likelihood is you're going to start getting drowsy and you might go to bed earlier, which is not a bad thing because most people don't get enough sleep anyway. So, well, that, you know, that's if you're absolutely all over, true. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, seriously, it's, it, to me, it's just common sense, but I always tell people you can't teach it. You know, it's something you're born with. So I'm going to, 
I'm going to just kind of give people a heads up, take it, you know, earlier. Just don't plan on, I don't know how it affects you, Dr. Bond. You know, for me, I'm pretty susceptible. Like, um, when things that cause drowsiness actually make me drowsier than the average person for what, I guess it's just how I'm wired. So for me, you know, I don't want to be leaving the house. There's other people that, you know, they're like the, you know, they, they, they have the systems like a rhino. It's going to take a lot to get you down, you know? So it's one of those things I, whenever people take it, I'm like, Hey, the first time you take it, take it when you know you're not going to have to drive your car. You're not really, you're not really worried about what time you get up in the morning just to see how your body reacts. And then you can play around with like when you take it and how much to take. Well, good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you need, uh, you need to look into, Zimbrin, you need to look into rhodiola and passionflower. And David, where can a lot of people find these types of uh, herbal compounds uh, out there uh, near them? Well, you know, really, most health stores, you know, mainstream health food stores, we carry it. Even some of the private mom and pop stores can can order those things. Uh, the internet's also, you know, I found all of these easily on, you know, Amazon, and um, so they're, they're, you know, they're not. The one that people probably haven't heard of is Zembrin. That's relatively new here to the United States. Um, I started taking it about eight weeks ago. I actually had stopped for a short period of time and I've reconvened taking it. Um, and, um, but yeah, they're, they're, they, if a store doesn't have it, it's something on any of these three, it's something they can very easily order and get in stock for you. Ah, great. Now, where can all of my listeners learn more about you? Um, one stop. Just go to my website, which is herbal pharmacist.com h-e-r-b-a-l and then pharmacist like that person at your drugstore uh, dot com that'll have my social media links uh, blog articles uh, some YouTube videos I've done as well and uh, I encourage people if they have questions click contact us and send me a question uh, whether it's about today's topic or others and uh, I'll hopefully get you uh, at least down the path to uh, getting the answer you're looking for Ah, fantastic. Well, David, you are the man, and uh, it is so <laughs> fantastic to connect with you here on Life Changing Wellness, and we're going to have to do this again. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I, I've been dying to get on your show, so I appreciate you opening that door up for me. Uh, what a blessing, so thank you. Keep up the well, great work. Well, we're going we're gonna to have to discuss later about uh, having you come on to my television show, Think Natural. Deal. Did All you, right. All you do is that. <laughs> Boom. <It's> done. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at radiomd.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds and rate the uh, show on iTunes and please leave a review as well. And if you could just do that for me, I would greatly appreciate it. And it helps us to continue to bring a great show to the listening public. You can also learn more about me at drwardbond.com and visit our brand new television website at thinknaturaltv.com. And again, check out my show page here at radiomd.com slash drbond for all of our different channels. Thank you for listening to Life Changing Wellness. I'm Dr. Ward Bond. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right.